0: Boom shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on the secrets from a manufacturing owner, how to successfully develop and scale your own product. And Fire Nation, if you have ever said to yourself, man, I would like to create this or that product, this is the episode for you because I've brought Jared Ha on the show. He's a founder of EPower Corp, a contract manufacturer that owns and operates their own production facility in China. They are the go-to company to develop and manufacture innovative products. in Fire Nation, we're going to go through why contract manufacturing has always failed in the past. We're going to go through the present day process of actually taking a product idea efficiently and effectively through the development steps and how to scale up production once you become successful and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. The biggest needle mover in my business, funnels. The software I use to build my funnels, Click funnels, no question. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14 day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Growing businesses need qualified candidates and qualified candidates can be a challenge to find. Lucky for us, Zip Recruiter makes it simple, fast and smart. And right now, you can try Zip Recruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com/fire. That's ziprecruiter.com/fire. Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Jared, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know.
1: What's up Fire Nation? When I was in Middle school, I was an international soccer player, and I traveled around the states and around the world playing in tournaments.
0: Very nice. That actually brings me back to my U15 travel days when we won the main state finals, and then we actually did the international, not the internationals, but the nationals, and we ended up getting smoked by um, all the other states, but we had fun doing it.
1: (laughs) Oh, I've I've been there. I've been smoked too.
0: (laughs) Love it. Well, Fire Nation, as I alluded to in the intro, this is going to be a really cool match. Masterclass, because we're honestly going to be talking about how to develop and scale your product. And guess what? Not everybody listening is ever going to develop a product. That's just not going to happen for every single person. But I can tell you, having now developed three products completely from scratch, the Freedom Mastery and Podcast Journal man, it is like giving birth. Not that I've ever done that either, but I can tell you that it was such an experience to see the product that I envisioned come to life. It was absolutely amazing. And there's gonna be a lot of people that walk around and say, you know what? That's a decent product or maybe a crappy product. I could do so much better. And we're gonna talk about what that could look like, how Jared found a niche and how he exploited that niche and how he's now doing it at a very high level and helping a lot of people bring their dreams to life. So let's just kind of dive in, Jared, and talk about what were those previous options that were available for manufacturing and how they failed in the past.
1: Yeah. So I've been in China for eight years, and I've worked for both small and large factories. And we noticed that companies that were trying to develop some sort of unique and patented product always found some issues with what was out there and that was out there already. So some of the options that were available were Alibaba, Global Sources, and some sort of trading companies. And of course, you have these larger scale contract manufacturers that really gets uh, – they're able to work with companies like Apple and some of these large companies. However, for most of these startups, small business and medium-sized businesses, there wasn't really much out there. So if you went through Alibaba, you would have to trade a company, which is – you know trade a product, and that's very you – know, quite simple. You're just buying and selling through a trading company. You could always do that, but that always is going to extend the line of communication. So the major things that we saw that were in the way or blocking some of these startups, entrepreneurs, were engineering supports. These manufacturers that we were working with at the time, they were just not able to provide supports with engineering. And if you're developing some sort of products, you have to have some support on the manufacturing side to do some of the most basic things, such as to find materials, to find processes. If you can't do that, then your product will never be able to grow. And the number two is going to be trustability. As everyone knows, like China's not really the most trustable society when it comes to manufacturing. So you don't really want to give your IP to someone such as maybe like an Alibaba company or someone that might not be the most trustable. Um, and the, Everybody knows you could always launch a Kickstarter. Then you see that same product from a different company selling or launched in the market on Amazon before the Kickstarter was even able to launch. Um, the third one is going to be communication. Communication has to be streamlined. This is another issue that we saw. Communication was always bouncing around the walls, trying to be, commu- uh, trying to be translated through Google Translates. Um, and if you don't have... A single line of communication you're not going to be able to get anything done that's going to be from planning from stage one of any project you're always going to have to have some sort of planning that's just something when I was working with these factories it was just we never saw any sort of planning it was always very persistent everything had to happen right now so you had the development then right then there were the sales from the factories they were already asking about when are you going to open the tools they didn't really understand the process they didn't know how to communicate to the client that it's going to be a process there are certain constraints on the manufacturing side. You have to be very honest and very open. The fourth is mindsets. You know, these these factories, they were very reactive. And that means that when they would see an issue, they would just keep quiet until the issue came up. There was no proactive factory that we were able ever to work with that was able to say, hey, this is going to be a problem because you're using the wrong material. Mm. You're going through wrong processes and things like that. Everyone, they were just staying very, very low and of course when you get the issue on the manufacturing production line then someone will raise their hand but then you've already opened up the tooling you've already done through all the specifications and that was a huge issue so the mindset to be able to you know invest with the companies to be able to you know try to actually partner up with them was just lacking and the last one and probably the most obvious one was always assembly assembly sounds so easily easy but when you're when you're trying to bring in components from multiple different factories, when you're trying to plan it, when you're trying to get the quality all in one line, there's no factory that we were able to work with that was actually able to get this on. Um, they were able to plan. They were able to bring in products with the within the quality parameters that we uh, required. And these were the options that were available. And at the end of the day, we didn't really know what to do. We, we were kind of dumbfounded, so we knew that we had to make some sort of decision in order to improve the manufacturing experience.
0: Fire Nation, that was an opportunity that Jared saw. We're going to kind of talk about that in a little bit here. But first off, let me just do a little bit of a recap. Trustability, Fire Nation, you have to have trust in the company and the corporation who you're moving forward with. Otherwise, you know, your IP might get stolen, this might happen, that might happen. It, it, again, this is your baby. It needs to be treated like that. Communication, it has to be streamlined. There's so much opportunity for people to have those quote-unquote words lost in translation. So So communication is key and it has to be streamlined, it has to be clear. Mindset, something else, uh, this is so important. You need to be proactive, Fire Nation, not reactive, because if you're just being reactive, that can cause a ton of issues that were otherwise preventable. If you had just been a little proactive, you have just had a little forethought like, hey, this is gonna cause a problem down the line, so critical, so key, and then assembly, assembly, Fire Nation, bringing everything together logistically and making it happen. So Jared, let's now do just that, the ePower origin story. I mean, you saw this game app. You saw it as an opportunity. You went in, you've been in China now for eight years. Walk us through that process and how you created what EPower Corp is today.
1: So when we we're looking at the available options, like you were saying, there was not much, you know, there were not many options for us to play with. So we knew that at this time, we actually had to start something for ourselves. We had to, well, we felt that we had the responsibility to improve our manufacturing experience for our clients because what was out there already, because at this time we were just a sourcing company. And what we were getting from our factories in return, it was not great quality. And it was never, price was never an issue. It was always quality. It was always that extra service that we, we always expected. And so when we went into this, we knew that we already had three of the five key things. We had trustability. We had the communication. We had the mindset. We've had a group of clients that we have worked with. And from then, that's when we, when we decide that we're going to target assembly. And the main reasons for that is that the projects that we were doing, they were relatively complex. So we weren't like sourcing off Alibaba. They had a good amount of parts to it that had to be assembled in the end. So we knew that with our project management team and our supply chain team that we could get products into the factory. And then we could also... Make sure that those products that came in were good enough to get onto the assembly line. If they're not good enough to be on the assembly line, like a lot of people on the Fire Nation listening, they understand that when you're on assembly line, there's always going to be issues. And the number one issue is always going to be quality. So how do you get these quality products out of the assembly line? And it's really not that difficult. You just have to check the products. You have to check the parts before they go to the assembly line. You just have to check them, put them in warehouse, put them in assembly, assemble it, and then get it out the door. You know, everyone thinks it's, or all these factories, they think it's very difficult, but actually it's quite easy. And then when we did this, that's when we actually started to leverage our expertise more. We started to leverage our suppliers, so we sought them support for engineering support. And it wasn't anything difficult that we could do now, but it was very basic things, such as material selection, if you're the supplier, you have to know what kind of material could be processed in certain ways. You have to know what kind of environment will be more accepting of certain materials. Is it going to be on the sun? Is it going to be in the snow? Is there going to be rain? What's the environment? We just have to tell you this. And if you could provide us with some support, then that would be great. So that's when we really learn how to leverage our suppliers to listen to them. And then um, as we started off as assembly line, we were just in one really small building, probably about the size of a small apartment here. You know, it was really, we didn't have much. We just had two lines, two assembly lines. We had a quality space, a tiny little warehouse, and that was it. But then we realized that, okay, there was a lot of projects coming in that just are not giving us the value. There's just maybe one hit, like just one hit products that they go on Amazon and that's it. We have to allocate our resources to our best clients, to our key accounts to make them as efficient as possible. That means that maybe we have to forget about some clients because at the end of the day, not all clients are tr- created equally. We have to provide our clients with the best products with the that have the best opportunity to grow, and we have to throw all of our resources into them. Kind of we have to put all of our eggs into one basket because if we try to be diverse, if we try to, spread out as wide as possible. We're just going to collapse inwards because we never focus on a few clients that really matter the most. And as we saw, as those clients were able to grow, that's when we were able to grow because we understood if we provided support to our clients and they were able to grow because of it, that means we were able to grow. The more they sell, the more we sell. That means that the more they were able to sell, the more we were able to invest into ourselves. So that's when we we uh, we, incru- we improved our supply chain team. We improved our engineering t- engineering team. We got a production team. We got a better quality team. We we invested into a project management team and an HR company. And now today, we're 150 people, while about four years ago, we were about 15 people. And that's why we are able to say that we are the fastest growing contract manufacturer with actual assets on the floor in China, assets such as machines. We have nine CNC machines. We have eight stamping machines, three lathe machines. We have about 15 assembly lines and we have enough capacity right now to fulfill 30 CNC machines. So we're also moving to a new factory that's going to be 150,000 square feet. What we are in now is about 35,000.
0: Wow. So you're like 5Xing that.
1: Yes, exactly. But, you know, I mean, we can't grow into it right now, but we're giving ourselves some space to expand. Nice. Maybe we could use about 120,000 square feet, but with our growth and how it's been in the past, we know that we're going to fulfill 150,000 square feet in probably maybe maybe about six months to a year quite easily. Crazy. So 150, that's about, you know, one football field, about 57,000 square feet. Wow. So, just to put it in this perspective, it's a little less than three football fields.
0: Fire Nation. I love this story because Jared he didn't put pressure on himself that he had to become best at every single stage in the process. He identified one stage that was assembly that was where he saw the opportunity to become best in breed, to be the best of anybody around that was doing that. And that's the key for you, Fire Nation. No matter what niche or industry you're in, what one stage can you do in your vertical that's best of breed? That is critical to your success. So I just love how we can apply that to so many different opportunities around us in entrepreneurship and small business. But let's get real specific now. What services do you provide that has really led to your success I mean what specifically has been that breakthrough for you that you're really now double triple quadrupling down on
1: So for our goal from the start it was always to be the manufacturing partner for our clients and in order to do this we have to provide certain services that were catered towards clients which just maybe one product that was very unique very complex maybe it's about 300 unique parts to a, a thousand unique parts or a company that's a bit more diverse maybe they have 30 SKUs. So we were really focusing on these clients. So we started a very, uh, we started a supply chain team and these were more focused towards startups with a very complex projects or some some sort of project company with 30 SKUs. And the reason that we are so valuable with this is because we have more than 100 pre-approved vendors that we have been working with for quite some time. We have judged these uh, suppliers based off lead time, quality and price. So we know that these suppliers could deliver at the price, at the quality, when we need to. Another thing that we have is our engineering team. We are about 10 engineers right now, a little bit more, I think 11 right now. And these are mechanical engineers, it's electrical engineers, it's production engineers and quality engineers. And the reason we need both production and quality is that you no, know, let's say if you want to speed up the production line, you want to make your line more efficient. These this is an engineer that you have to go to. And for quality, as everyone knows, that oh things are always gonna be coming up. So we have to learn how to find the root cause of the problem so it never happens again. A lot of factories, they'll identify the problem, but they will never come up with a solution. So it happens again and again and again. So that's why we have to have a supply chain or Quality engineers that understand not just our processes, but also the processes of our clients. And these guys, they focus mostly also on DFMA. That's designed for manufacturing and assembly. That's how do you get your project from the prototype to be made as efficiently and economically as possible. So that's when you are able to take the product, break it down. So let's say if you have 10 products, you target the low-hanging fruit of those 10 Parts. So you look into that and say, okay, how can I make this cheaper? Do I have to change the material? Do I have to change the design? Do I have to change the process? And that's what these engineers are all able to do. They're, al- they're able to optimize your product from development to manufacturing. For project management, you know, these are the guys they manage your project. These, they're really not for everyone, but it's more for if you have a very complex project with a few hundred parts or if you have one company that are managing 10 SKUs. Because we want, we want you to allocate resources towards what you do best, which is sales and marketing. And what we do best is managing orders engineering, and manufacturing. So that's why we like to provide support with project management because you could focus on what you do best, which is going to be sales marketing, distribution, and developing additional sales channels.
0: Fire Nation, we're going to take you through this process of taking a product idea efficiently and effectively through the entire development steps as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. There are a lot of challenges we face as entrepreneurs, like finding the right hires. Lucky for us and for Jesse Cole, Zip Recruiter makes hiring simple, fast, and smart. Jesse is the owner of the Savannah Bananas, a minor league baseball team. He was looking for a director of fun, someone to lead the Bananas fan experience, videography team, community outreach, and entertain a packed stadium. Jesse knew it wouldn't be easy to find that kind of talent. That's why he tried ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's recruiter's to send his job to over 100 job boards made his nationwide search fast, easy, and effective. Jesse says, as we continue to grow for every hire, we'll go to ZipRecruiter. It was so unbelievably easy to use. And Jesse isn't alone. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you too can find the perfect candidates by trying ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com fire. That's ZipRecruiter Dot com slash fire. Once again, ziprecruiter.com/fire. ZipRecruiter, zip the smartest way to hire. The biggest needle mover in my business, Funnels. They've allowed me to do so much, like deliver free courses to my audience, resulting in tens of thousands of leads. They've also helped me present live masterclasses to teach thousands of others of how to create and launch their own podcasts, and they've helped me generate millions of dollars in sales. But I couldn't have done any of it as effectively as I have without the right software to help. ClickFunnels. With ClickFunnels, you can build sales funnels without a programmer and without knowing any code. And these sales funnels walk your visitors through the sale in a way that maximizes your conversions and earnings. And the great thing about ClickFunnels is that it's not just your funnel building editor, it's also your shopping cart, your email autoresponder, your membership software, your affiliate management software, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who are actively using ClickFunnels to easily get their products and their message out to the world. Visit eofire.com/click to start your free 14day trial today that's eofire.com/click So Jared, we're back, and I want to now take Fire Nation through the process because I think now they're just like, "Wow!" This is really cool. I'm hearing Jared here. He's been in China for eight years. He's built up trust. He's built up a system. He has a manufacturing plant that he's about to move into that's 150,000 square feet. I mean, he has this like trust through the roof right now. I can actually start to see my product coming to life, but what would that look like? Take us through the process of taking a product idea that's just in our heads and walking through the development steps one by one by one.
1: Yeah, so if you guys want to develop a product, you have to know that there's no golden rule. There's no one way to bring your product to life. And that's because with every company, there's always going to be certain restraints. And we have to work within those restraints that you have. So we have worked with many clients, and some of them have won major awards, such as the Red Bull Startup Award. Some of them have raised millions of dollars from investors. However, when you have these clients, There's really still no reason or no one way to bring products to life. And how we have to do this is that we have to look into the company itself. So when we look into a project, we never vet the product. We always vet the company. And the reason for this is that companies sell products. Products don't sell products. So what that means is that you can have the greatest idea in the world. You have the greatest product, but if you don't have the company – intact there to sell that product that you have, then it's always going to fail. It doesn't matter how good the product is. However, on the other hand, like we have all seen, there's so many ridiculous products out there that is like, this is a pet rock. Why are people buying this? It's because they have a team (laughs) in place to sell it. And it's a little ridiculous, but that's why we vet companies based on their company, their team, not worth their products. And so then for the actual process, you know, it's, it's always going to be the same. It's just, You have the idea, then you get that to 2D, 3D, then you get that to prototypes, then you get that to tooling, production, and shipping. However, we have to work within the constraints of the company. So let's say for prototypes, for an example, what kind of prototype do you need? You know, there's so many different kinds. The most basic one, the best one is always going to be proof of concept. And that just proves that your concept works. If you don't have this, if you don't have some sort of proof of concept, then you can't move to the next one, which is going to be functional. And each part that you design has to have some sort of functional aspect to it. And a point of a functional, uh, a functional sample, a functional prototype, is to verify that that sample works well. And once you have that, you can move to different parts, such as the aesthetics. So once you have the functional one, you can make it look nice, which is a point of the aesthetic sample. Um, so that's when you can move into the golden sample. The golden sample is to be- becomes a combination of the functional and also the aesthetics. So this is the one where it starts to get real exciting because you could you could launch your Kickstarter campaign, you could start you could launch your Indiegogo, you could take this to investors, you could also take this to your manufacturer and say this is what I want to make. You have to make this. And then the next one is going to be the pilot run. And with a pilot run, this is your first mass-produced sample. So for the pilot run, it's usually going to be about five to ten percent of the production run. And this is going to be the first one that you have actual real processes. Real materials that's going to be used. So it becomes very important that if you okay this one, that everything else is going to flow right after that one. And then you move into production and then you ship it, which everyone is looking forward to.
0: Fire Nation, shipping your product. There may not be a more exciting day in that product development stage, but you know, it's the 3D, the 2D drawings, going to prototypes, tooling, design, production scheduling, working with VCs and accelerators if you need to. Of course, stuff like Kickstarter, which I use for the Mastery Journal, for the Freedom Journal to prove the concept, to get some initial funding. These are all steps in the process and you need to have somebody that can guide you that's been there, that's done that every step of the way. And now, Jared, let's say that you're having success with your product. Your product is actually selling people want it, they're buying it, and now we want to scale up production. How do we properly do that?
1: So the way you want to scale up production is actually quite similar to the way that we have scaled up from one assembly line to a factory of 150,000 square feet. And some of the most basic things is that you have to have some sort of planning. If you don't have some sort of plan, if you don't actually understand what you're, demand is going to be, then your manufacturer is not going to be able to provide you with the supply. So um, there are some major constraints with this, such as tooling. For tooling, there's always going to be a certain amount of output that you have per day. And if you are if you start to see that your, your sales is going to eclipse that, then that means you're going to have to open up more tooling. However, tooling is going to take 30 to 45 days. And the reason for the 15 days there is that you actually have to verify that the tools are correct. So you have to put that tool into the mold and make sure that it shoots out the correct product. It's pretty basic, but that's kind of just how it works. And then also for labor, you have to make sure that the manufacturer that you're working with has the right labor. If they don't have the labor, then no matter how, or how uh, automated your product is, it's usually not going to be being, uh, it's not scalable and space. Product takes space. You have to check with your manufacturer to make sure that they have the allowable space to make sure that you are able to, to scale up. And last one is machine availability. You might have all the space, you might have all the labor, but if you don't have the machine availability, then you really don't have anything. And sometimes manufacturers, they don't have machine availability, but they have to have a supply chain that is willing to help them out when they don't have availability. And so that's kind of, that's really how we have been able to grow. Because four years ago, we were just one tiny little assembly line. And we provided as much support to our clients as, We need it, so that's kind of something that the fire nation has to look at. You, you, you guys might not have many, uh, many clients, but you have to provide them with as much support as you can. You have to make those clients happy. If you make those clients happy, then they're going to come back and they're going to buy more. And then gradually, gradually, that's when you start to grow. And then before you know it, you're moving from one facility that's thirty-five thousand square feet to another one that's one hundred fifty thousand square feet, just because you. You targeted certain companies, the companies that were working with you, you gave them as much as you could. You provide them with the engineering support, the uh, supply chain consolidation support, so they could allocate those resources onto more productive things for them, such as sales, marketing, and driving their distribution.
0: I mean, Fire Nation, if I could personally sum this up in one word, it's going to be communication. If you are going to scale up your product, you need to be communicating with your contract manufacturer who you know, like, and trust for them to guide you every step of the way, which is why that part is so key. Do you trust your contract manufacturer? Do you have good communication with them? Do you have the back and forth necessary to make sure that you're doing everything right that in the end is going to serve the most important individual, which is your consumer, the the person who is putting trust in you to deliver the right product to their doorstep? So with all this being said, Jared, what's the future of contract manufacturing? And follow that up with your future. What's your future look
1: like? So the future of contract manufacturing, especially in China, is that it's you know it's diminishing. There's thousands of factories just where we are at right now, and they are failing just because they're not able to provide the supports that they are able to to these customers. And some of it comes down to you know communication. Maybe they just can't speak English. It comes down to mindset. They don't have the same mindset as. us. So for it's kind of going to be like Darwin's evolution. You know we have to evolve and so to be. We have we all have to be fit. Only the fit are going to be able to survive in this one. And the ones that do, they are the ones that actually invest into the, uh, into the clients. Maybe they invest into capital. Maybe they invest resources. Maybe they invest knowledge. However, for us to stay alive and for contract manufacturing in China to stay alive, we have to be proactive. We have to constantly provide support so the clients feel comfortable with us. So they feel like, okay, fine, everything in China or everything with the manufacturing is taken care of. I can now allocate resources, allocate more of my budget towards driving sales and for us in general it's it's going to be the same as where we started you know we don't want to uh drive in a di- different direction of what our mission statement is is because our mission statement has gotten us to we are today we have to be true to ourselves we have to continue to bring more value to our clients we have to continue to look into our 3s approach system which is to our 3s system which is to provide support Speed and sustainability support. You know, we just have to keep on providing engineering support. If there's manufacturing support, we have to provide that with speed. As everyone listening knows, if you're not going to be the first to market, you're going to lose a huge market share. So we have to develop ways so we are we can provide solutions faster. We could communicate faster. We have to be the factory that is the fastest because if we are that, this will provide huge value to our clients, and they're going to be able to launch their product faster. Faster than the competitor, which means that they're going to grab a larger share of the market. Which, of course, in return for us, is going to be great for us too, because that's more sales. And you know, we're we're starting to reach out to more you know venture capitalists. We're working with more accelerators. We're working with some of the greatest products right now. We're working with BuzzCloud AI, which is building sustainable pollination. We're we're working with MaxFit Pro, which is bringing a new life to fitness, fitness on the go. How do you bring your gym into your suitcase with you? We're working with Altwork, which is an amazing chair that, you know, it's a workstation. There's so many cool things that we're doing just because we were able to listen to our mission. And we went after these companies and we promised them that we were providing with a service that no other manufacturer would really listen to or that could provide. And of course, with these clients, they're all the same. Like, no, we can't really trust you right now because of the, you know, Of the ecosystem that you're in. However, once they see us work, once they see the results that we provide, it's always been, you know, greener pastures. So for our future, we just have to keep on doing what we're doing. It'll be okay from there.
0: Support, speed, sustainability, Fire Nation. That is the key to ePower's success. What are the keys to your success? Have you identified those? It's absolutely critical. So Jared, as we kind of close down here, give us one key takeaway that you want Fire Nation to make sure they really walk away with from this audio masterclass. Give us a final call to action. I know, I know you have a great gift for those people out there that maybe want to learn more about you and your company. And then we'll say goodbye.
1: If you guys have some more interest about us, please check us out at e-power corp, uh, e-power corp slash Fire. Uh, you'll get some pretty cool gifts for you guys. Um, If you guys are thinking about starting out with manufacturing, if you guys are starting up with production, there's an article there for you guys about how to go about it safely. There's an evaluation checklist. And also we also offer a hosting program to those with some pretty awesome products that maybe they're about a thousand parts. They're very complex. And what that is is that these startups, they come and they actually live within our factory or they they're in our factory every day. We provide housing for them, and they're able to work with our engineers, project managers, supply chain, and even HR if they need some sort of person with a unique skill set. So if you guys have any questions, you know, check it out there. Also, just word of advice: if you guys have some sort of cool product or product that you guys want to get launched, you have you guys have to take a leap of faith. You know, there's always going to be there someone that could help you on the manufacturing side and that's what we want to be there for you and on the other side there's so many people i know jlds had so many of them on that could help you on the sales and marketing side so you're really never alone with this process
0: you're never alone fire nation you are never alone i love that is that parting piece of guidance you are never alone fire nation find the people who have been there before stand upon those shoulders of giants let them help you guide your way along this journey. And just to confirm, Jared, that was ePowerCorp.com slash fire. Is that where the gift's going to be?
1: ePowerCorp, E-P-O-W-E-R-C-O-R-P.com slash fire.
0: ePowerCorp.com slash fire. Of course, Fire Nation, we're going to have everything linked up on the show notes page, links to this gift, links to everything that Jared's talked about, a great wrap-up, timestamps of all the awesomeness that we talked about today because Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You know this and you've been hanging out with JH and JLD today so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and type in Jared to find the show notes page and then all the other great guests that we've had on to help you in the other parts of your business like Jared mentioned in his final call to action and Jared, I want to thank you brother for sharing your truth with fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side
1: thanks jld i appreciate it man
0: hey fire nation today's value bomb content was brought to you by jared haw and are you ready to discover your big idea in less than an hour well i've created a completely free training that's going to take you step by step through my process and in less than an hour you will have your big idea so visit your big today and i'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. The biggest needle mover in my business, funnels. The software I use to build my funnels, ClickFunnels. No question. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Looking for a place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart? that place is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.